Welcome to the Why God Why podcast brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. My name is Harry Gibbs, host of the podcast. Why God Why is a podcast where we ask the 21st century questions about God you never thought you could. Today's topic in Why God Why, Am I So Busy? I am joined again, as always, by our two experts, Peter Engler, Director of Adult Ministries at Browncroft Community Church, and John Amayo, New York State Crew Director. Hello to Peter and John, and again, today's topic is Why God Why Am I So Busy? So based on this topic, I mean, certainly a lot of areas to go, but let's give us uh, give our listeners a baseline of, of where we want to uh, bring this topic together. Thanks, Harry. Uh, so I, I want to just ask you this question. How often when someone asks you how you're doing or what you've been up to, have you said, oh, I'm just so busy? And I say that not because we want to be, you know, critical or judgmental, but you know, when we think about why we're busy, there's a lot of times that we are actually busy and there's a lot to do. But there's other times where I think we all feel this pressure that if I'm not doing enough or filling my time, um, you know, if I don't have a full time job and I'm not working on my master's or getting to my Ph.D. or if I'm not doing this or that, that I'm not doing enough. And the other thing is, you know, I think what's really hard in this time is we see so many people featuring their success, whether they're entrepreneurs. So for some of you, you have jobs and organizations and you're busy working for someone else and you're hearing these stories about people that are are working for themselves and they just kind of have, you know, all this energy because of being an entrepreneur. I think about that different type of busy too and just feeling like everybody wants a little piece of me, but I don't actually have time for myself. So, John, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, man, this topic, I don't know. I mean, this one is one of the ones I feel like could be just talked about for hours in our society and how pertinent it feels. I I notice for me personally, when someone asks me the question, John, how you doing? Like I respond often and I've tried to get out of this habit now, but I, I responded for a long time, busy. And and I, why? Yeah, that was busy. That's true. But I feel like in our culture, we wear that title like a badge of honor. Like we wear it around like, if I'm busy, that means I'm important. So I don't want people not thinking I'm important. I don't want people not thinking I'm working hard. So I better say I'm busy in order to kind of validate myself. Um, you know, I'm, I'm part of Generation X, uh, just to give you a, a, a rough idea of my age in this, okay? Uh, so I'm part of Generation X, and a lot of people my age now have kids, too, who are advancing in years. And so we are trying to figure out how do you balance the lives of your kids along with your own personal life, too? And so what I run into is I talk to a lot of people from my generation is I am truly busy and my kids are truly busy. And a lot of my busyness is based off of my kids' busyness. And so I'm running my kids from practice to practice, from from thing to thing. And I'm a taxi service. I'm an Uber. I'm whatever it is on top of my full-time job, on top of trying to be a parent and a husband and everything else in life. So, um, yeah, so I think there's that that tension that a lot of us are living with. 
Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things you bring up, busyness looks different in every single season. And I think one of the most annoying things that can be said to you in your 20s or in your 30s, oh, if you think you're busy right now, then wait till later. So um, I'm excited to have Cody back on the podcast who we recorded episode one, which is Why God, Why Are We So Lonely? So I'm looking forward to some of his thoughts because he's in a very interesting season. Yeah, Cody is the man. For those of you who haven't listened to episode one, uh, it's better than episode one of Star Wars. I'm going to guarantee you that right now. Here is uh, Cody Schweiker. Great to have you back here with us, man. Thank you, John. I was pretty nervous, um, but you set the bar so low with the episode (laughs) one reference that I feel like I can't possibly come under that. So I'm just relaxed right now and I'm going to just share, uh, you know, from the heart, you know, at peace. So I I feel so relaxed right now. Well, that's great. I I think you are an episode one fan of Star Wars. Am I right on that or am I wrong on that? What are are your thoughts before we get into busyness? uh, Because I feel like this is a very important thing for people out there to know so that they can put your opinions into proper perspective. So where do you stand on episode one of Star Wars? Are we too busy to talk about this? Yeah, we can't get to. Yeah, no, no, we can't be too busy to talk about this. This is important. (laughs) Yeah, so just before we get into the other stuff, let's take care of the important thing. Episode 1 is not a perfect movie, but it is a Star Wars movie. And if you're around my age, I'm 25, you came out, uh, the the movie came out, you came out too at some point, but the the movie came out and you were a kid, you didn't realize what a good movie was or a bad movie was. So yes, as a child I enjoyed it, and so as an adult I enjoy it with that same kind of uh, innocent, uh, naive reflection so yes it sucks but i watch it so you enjoy it the same way you might enjoy a happy meal today somewhat of the same or or a 10-piece chicken nugget something like that 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 is a wonderful way to put it john thank you for being so eloquent you're your, welcome your fast food analogies have always helped me understand the world better um, great so cody besides um liking star wars one and we'll let our listeners uh give you a hard time on that but um why don't you share with us, uh, you know, we touched on this in episode one, but, you know, you're in a very interesting season, uh, some career transition and some things like that. And um, so I would just I'm just kind of curious, what does the typical schedule look like for Cody in the season and kind of what are you where are you hoping to get career wise and how does that play into busyness? Yeah, so. To answer that, I think I'll just give you a snapshot of the, the last few months of my life. The last fall, uh, I started a, a master's program to become a high school English teacher. And so I was taking a few classes at night and then I started a new job. So working, you know, a full-time job during the day. Um, on top of that, I'm married, I'm newly married, only been married a couple of years and my wife and I decided to buy a house in the middle of that. And so last October, we bought a house and moved in. And uh, Stacy, my wife, is also in grad school and working full time. She's a nurse. And so on top of that, there's the rest of life, right? There's uh, there's this church I'm a part of, and I, I try to commit some hours to that. And I belong to this uh nonprofit group called Forefront, where we deal with Christian and art, and we do a podcast there. And uh, that's quite a bit of work as well. And I just, I'm committed to so many things. And I share that not to, to sound important, but to kind of uh, hopefully r- relate to some of you that are listening that maybe feel like you've got your your hands in a bunch of different... Uh, 
and the microphones are falling on us here in the studio. <laughs> we, we've just registered an earthquake. Um, but yeah, I just feel super busy. I don't know what's going what's gonna to fall on my plate next, quite literally. So. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of us, like I said, can identify with that. And I think generationally, as we were just talking a bit there, I think a lot of us can experience different levels of busyness depending on where we're at in life. I think what we want to get to is maybe what are some of those reasons why we stay as busy as we do? Um, like what are, what are some of the driving forces underneath that beyond just, oh, this is something I have to do. Um, but like, what are some of the reasons that drive us to be busy and for that to be such a, a big part of our society and what we do? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Peter, but like, what, what would you say are some of the, 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 the subtext, if you will, the, the behind the scenes kind of things that are driving us and our society to be as busy as we are? Well, you know, I, I actually think it's a continuum, and I think we just have to acknowledge this, that when we say that we're busy, I think each in us, each of us has a like an energy tank. So when I meet people, you know, when before I was married and when I was in my 20s, like I could be out four to five nights a week and I could be OK. And people would look at my schedule and say, you're super busy. I meet other people that. Like to be out one night a week and working a full-time job or even a part-time job, that's a lot. So I bring that up because I think that that's a moving target for us. And I think a lot of times when we really measure how busy we are, um, we have to be able to be self-aware of what that looks like, you know, and we do know a lot of people that say yes to things, but I also know a lot of people that, you know, if I invite them to dinner for my house they don't get back to me until like maybe 12 o'clock that day. And they've actually weighed out three options of what they wanted to do. And so there's a couple different levels to that. And that's why I think this busyness conversation, you know, is important because we have to ask not only why are we busy, but ultimately what drains my energy in feeling busy if that's negative. So Peter, are you saying that different people have different capacity for to to handle certain things i mean to go out one night a week to some people sounds like a boring week and to others that could be an exhausting daunting task yeah and i think we have to be fair you know if you're you know if you're asking your friend you know who loves to read a book or wants to and wants to watch netflix and that's how they decompress at home you know, if you're asking them to hang out with you three nights a week, that's like totally draining to them. And I think part of it is we have to accept the people in our lives that that they're different levels of energy. And that's the difference between being introverted and extroverted. It's not you can be an introvert and be one of the most social people, but where you get your energy is being alone. You can be a quiet extrovert, but your energy is from being around people. So I think it's you know, I think you have to be self-aware of yourself, but you also have to be self-aware of others. And, you know, John, I'd be curious and Cody, I mean, when you start dating, you know, and when you start getting engaged and when you get married, trying to, you know, think about that, that your you and your spouse could be at totally different levels of busy. You know, I think about this. I sit at home sometimes 
and I'm very happy when the football game's on. But my wife feels busy because the toys for my daughter are out. Not everything's put back in the same spot. And in that moment, I'm like at peace and she's got this busyness in her. So I, I don't know. I think that that's part of it, too. Yeah, I think you're right on. And I think one of the things that makes this so difficult is when you are uh, in relationships with the people around you who may have a different tolerance for busy than you do. That's exactly a great point, Peter. So, uh, for instance, my wife is an introvert. I am an extrovert. And so I could be hanging out with Cody over here for till, you know, one o'clock in the morning. Now, beyond 10 o'clock, I don't function too well anymore. You know, I just, you know, you, it's a challenge to be around me during those hours. But I could be hanging out with people for a long time. And that to me, that brings me life. Um, but for my wife, she has a different she has a different perspective on on being with people. For her, that's that becomes draining after a while. So I need to calibrate not only my relationship with her, how, how you know my own tank, but how she's doing uh, as well. So that does add a unique challenge to this topic that we're talking about busyness. Um, I think another another unique challenge to it is that we live in America. I'm going to throw out a, a, a fancy word here, but meritocracy. Um, I want to sound like I'm part of the intelligentsia here today, so that's why. And even saying intelligentsia makes you want to, you know, feel part of the intelligentsia. That's a great coffee place in Chicago, by the way. Is it really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Sponsored by Intelligentsia Coffee. Wait, we're not making money off that. Why? Oh, are you okay. I don't know. If you ever go there, maybe <laughs> I don't know. That would be fun to go, though. It would be fun to we'd throw around terms like meritocracy if we went there and sip our coffee. Anyway, so. Uh, so I, I think in America, we, we kind of have that as our baseline that I have to prove myself. My resume is my ultimate source of uh, my worth or my value. So whatever my resume looks like, that equals me. And um, I don't know that that's a that's a real healthy thing. Now, now it can be helpful to have us work hard. That's a good thing. But I think we can take that to the extreme in our society. And we place our resume is like us. That is everything about us. And so if it's not full enough, I got to do more to prove myself. And I think in my life and people that I see, I think that's a major cause of uh, of busyness. Just, we're just trying to prove ourselves. That's all we're trying to do. That's why I'm busy is I'm trying to prove myself. Yeah, John, as I listen to you, I think that sums my life up pretty well in the way I, I feel so much responsibility, so much pressure to be a good Christian, a good husband, a good son, brother, a good employee, a good student, teammate, citizen, I mean, all these different things I'm trying to juggle and I'm trying to, to do well. And I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't necessarily think it's because I um, am just a super hard worker. And that's how I am. I think it's because I am trying to prove myself to people and to myself even. Uh, I, I think I'm busy. And I think I'm probably too busy. And it's either because I've committed to too many things. Uh, I was sitting with a, a good friend of mine, Mike Keys, and uh a few months ago, we were talking about uh, the season of life to come for me. And he was kind of coaching me through what I should expect in the fall, you know, because I was starting school again and things like that. And he, and he kind of 
talk to me about some of the things I wanted to do. How did I want to spend the hours of my week? And I was talking about all kinds of stuff. On top of the things I've already mentioned, I was talking about how I want to learn Spanish. I want to write a book. I want to do this. And he just started laughing at me. And I was really serious. I was like, I'm serious. What are you, why are you laughing at me? And he was like, you, you need to just focus on the priorities, man. You have no idea what this is going to be like. And he was totally right. Um, I've just had to, those are good things, you know, and maybe down the line I'll be able to do some of that stuff. But uh, I'm taking way too much on. And I think at the root of that, as I look in that, and I'd be curious to hear your guys' reflection on that. But at the root of that is this inadequacy, maybe, um, that I'm not enough if I'm not being active. Again, this is today's topic on why, God, why am I so busy? I, I think I want uh, for, for our two experts and for our, our special guest again, who is Cody Schweiker, our experts, Peter Engler and John Amayo, is again to create a baseline for busyness and what is triggering it possibly. Is, is there a pursuit of perfection that uh, underlies this conversation? Is there um, a particular ability to handle stress or and or avoid stress by creating uh, a busy schedule? So I, I wonder where each of you um, come out on that aspect of what is the ultimate goal of busyness sometimes for us? And is it possibly that we're, we're running away from other things or not addressing other things via busyness? Well, I mean, I think I think that's a really solid question, Harry. I think one of the things that comes to my mind is some of this subtext that we're already talking about. But I do think there are some pretty significant generational differences here as well. Um, when you look at my generation, like I said before, Generation X, we were the first latchkey generation. So we were the first kids that were coming home and both of our parents were working and we were flipping on the TV as soon as we got home. And so we kind of, I think, reacted to that in in a way and saying, hey, we're not going to be those kind of parents. We're going to be super involved in our kids' lives. And so we're going to be there. And so we kind of have this helicopter parent thing working now where we are always there in in kids' lives and we feel that pressure. So, so if you talk to someone else in your own generation, oftentimes it's like you're talking about your kids, you're talking about what you, they're doing, you're talking about, it's like a one-upsmanship, oh, am I okay? I'm, am I doing enough, you know, and and I think in a sense, my generation really struggles with that. We got to prove ourselves to everyone else who's in our generation that that we're um, that we're doing what our parents never did, so to speak. Um, you know, I had great parents, but I think in in many regards, I still feel the pressure to be. Uh, what my generation never experienced. So there's a difference in in that as well. I think that's some of the things that we bring to the conversation. You know, and going back to the baseline, I don't <clears throat> I don't think this is a brand new issue. And so for us to talk about this like this is a modern problem, mm. you know, there's this great story uh, in the scripture uh, in Exodus 18. Uh, there's a leader Moses who has led a people uh, into you know, a promised land and he's in a season where he can't lead these people out. And he from day till night is hearing people's cases. So that's not like real court cases. That's like this lamb's mine. No, this like it was really just stupid conflicts. 
And his father-in-law, Jethro, comes to him and says, you can't possibly take care of the needs and conflicts of a million people. You have to start delegating this out. And so I think about that. That was before there was an iPhone. That was before there was soccer practice. And and really that timeless advice of you just can't do everything. And And I say that with the other side of that too, which is, For some of us, like we think that we're busy, but if we're really honest with ourselves, have we really pushed ourselves to the limit? You know, and, you know, do I do I need to binge on Netflix? Do I need to be home and, you know, kind of by myself? And I think that that's a tension that all of us follow. And John, you know, I I get what you're saying about kids. Um, You know, I think for me, the baseline is there's on a level I can do it better than delegating it off. There's also the other level of this is what success looks like. You have to hustle to get there. So, you know, Cody, in in your season, I'm kind of curious about your baseline and just kind of, I don't know, you probably can pick up pieces of, of what John and I are going through. But, you know, again, I'm curious kind of, you know, what you bring to the table with why you feel like you're so busy. Yeah, I think that I think what I mentioned earlier about uh, feeling busy because I think it'll it'll give me value. And if I'm not busy, then I must be coming up short. And it's this strange tension because as even as we're discussing, I'm noticing that there's a healthy busy and then there's an unhealthy vi- busy. And I think there are times in my life when I've binged on Netflix with an assignment due the next day. You know, a homework assignment. And really, if I would have worked harder that day, I wouldn't have been so stressed and panicked and busy the next day. And so I say, of course, I've got this going on, this going on. I have no time for this. But really, I do have time. I'm just managing my time poorly. Mm-hmm. And, and so there is a there's a right time and place to work really hard and have a really busy day. But to do that, perpetually is not sustainable, right? God gives us a Sabbath. We, we hear all the time about God, God works seasonally. I think I'm seeing that in my life for the first time. Um, and he's called me to a season of hard work. Uh, but then I saved up a bunch of vacation days at my job and the semester ended and I got to, I, you know, I forgot what day it was last week during the, uh, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, that beautiful time. Um, I'm sorry if you had to work during that period, but I was just in my pajamas and playing video games and chilling and finally i mean sorry don't judge me you know i just i was it was a hard season and so god finally gave me some rest and i i think that was good but um the thing with my generation i can't speak for everyone but the thing i see in myself and my friends is the social media i gotta go back to that i know it's really popular to bash on social media i don't mean to do that again here but um if you're if I'm watching a football game and the commercials come on, I pull out my phone and scroll for a few minutes until what I'm doing comes back. If I'm waiting in line to get coffee, I pull out my phone. I'm pulling out my phone all the time because I'm I'm really uncomfortable in silence and quiet and nothingness. And I think it would be so strange for us to, especially if you're around my age or, or anyone really today in this distracted age, it'd be so strange to just sit still and stare at a wall for 10 minutes. 
I think that would be, be agonizing for so many of us. But why? That That's really weird that it, it may sound strange that I'm encouraging us to just sit there and, and do nothing for a few minutes of silence. But I think it's weird that we think it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love the the fact that you brought up that concept of Sabbath because I I feel like right from the get go if you if you start to read the Bible even from the beginning it's clear that that we aren't designed to be people who are constantly going and and God even kind of sets says this about Himself so you go why God why am I so busy. You know, it's kind of a violation of even the principles that God set up in this world. You know, when we're constantly going and never stopping, it's 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 a violation of how he designed us to be. So we I think, like you said, Peter, this is not a new problem. This is nothing that's that's just coming onto the surface. It might be actually a little bit. Um, more of a clear issue now than it has been in the past. But I think it's always been there. But I think it's always been a discipline to say no to busyness. Even for that one day of the week, that is tough to set work aside for one day and to go, I'm not going to work for this day. I'm just going to take it easy or yeah, your phone or whatever it is that's keeping you busy to set that aside. There's a great discipline to that, but I think a really needed thing in our society. So I agree. I think what you said, Peter, was really was really true that, that this is not a new problem at all. Yeah. And just kind of shifting to, you know, kind of the spiritual conversation, you know, I'm not sure that many of you are listening to this podcast and asking God, why did you make me so busy? I think busyness is one of those things that most of us, if if we look in the mirror and we're really honest, um, we can see our responsibility in it. You know, whether it's not managing our time well, whether it's, you know, feeling pressure that if we don't do something that we're going to miss out. Um, and also, you know, I just think, I think I tend to think about the ambition like if I say no to this meeting, you know, am I losing an opportunity to take that next step? And, you know, I think for many of us where we derive our value, where we derive how important we are, and these are all things that we've said, but ultimately the reason we're asking this and why God, why is because if we don't wrestle with our busyness, no matter where you are on the spiritual spectrum, whether if you're a skeptic and you doubt who Jesus is or you follow Jesus, if we don't wrestle with this, we could end up burning out. We could end up, you know, just finding out that we were successful in 30 different things, except for the one thing that mattered. And I think what all of us are trying to measure out is, you know, at the end of our life, I don't think we want people to necessarily say about us, hey, that Peter, you know, knocked it out of the park with his reports. And killed it with, you know, killed it with his vision for, for the church or something. I think what we really want is, you know, people to say, man, he really loved those people around him. This, the person who he was on stage was the same person he was off stage, you know, and he, he would rearrange his schedule for the people that mattered the most, you know, you know, last thing I'll say about that is I think of my daughter Haley, you know, um, 
I don't want my daughter to grow up thinking that that daddy was so busy with everything else that he didn't have time necessarily to hang out for me. And, you know, it's even now I have to practice like just playing with blocks <laughs> and just watching her just throw it all over the place and even how you spend time with your wife. So I think that these are some of the bigger issues. You know, Cody, as you face busyness, you know, where do you see your faith and following Jesus intersect with how you devote time to your schedule and how are you managing that? Well, I, I think I'm having a hard time actually in the middle of a lot of transition in life. I'm having a hard time balancing my faith and prioritizing my faith because especially prayer is a good example because with prayer, you rarely see, uh, you know, the not impossible, but you rarely see immediate results. And sometimes it's, if it's hard to, it's easy to think, is this worth my time right now? Right. Prayer is humbling in that way. Cause God is saying, you need to sacrifice and focus on me. And you know, I know I'm not physically there with you right now. Um, but you, you need to pray and depend on me and trust me. And that's a scary thing to do because there's so many other things pulling, uh, in, in fighting for our attention. And so for me, if I'm going to pray more, if I'm going to read the Bible more, if I'm going to commit to a relationship with God, like I do with my wife, like I do, it's a relationship. So I've got to make time for it. And if I, if I want to do that, I've got to sacrifice some other things. I've got to cut some other things out of my life, even if it's sleep, you know, I've got to cut some things out of my life, but that hurts, especially when you, when you idolize something like sleep for me, you know, oh, I'm more comfortable when I'm well rested and I can come up with all these excuses, but it hurts to, when you make something a part of you, which is really what what it is to worship an idol, um, it becomes a part of you and, and connected to you in this really deep way, I think. And to cut that off is painful. Um, and so it's like cutting off a piece of yourself. And so I, I think uh, I think it's a huge sacrifice to even rest and combat, combat busyness because you wonder if there's any value in it. Hmm. Yeah, as I think of turning this to the spiritual side of it, I think if if we just try to reject busyness outright without filling it in with something that's more meaningful, then ultimately what we do is we just set ourselves up for disappointment because we're going to fill that either we're going to fill that vacuum with something else to keep us quote unquote busy or we're going to just not do anything sometimes when maybe we should be doing something that's more helpful. And so the way that I like to look at it is the invitation that Jesus gives us. And I love the fact that Jesus says this about himself. To me, this is one of the most significant promises that he gives is he says to everybody who is burdened down in life and that's the way he puts it all of you who are who are carrying around heavy burdens come to me and take my yoke upon you so he's he's kind of saying in farming terms hey i want you to walk beside me and i'll be the one that's carrying the weight for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you want a, a life that is meaningful, that's full of purpose, yet that isn't heavy and burdensome, Jesus says, why don't you come to me and I'll be the one to give you that kind of life. 
And that's not the kind of life that a lot of other places promise. That's not the kind of life that a lot of other places deliver. It's only Jesus who can deliver that. And um, it, it does take practice to trust him in those things. But my life has shown time and time again that when I choose to say, yeah, Jesus, I'm going to trust you, even though this seems really weird. I'm going to just trust you that you're going to take care of it that his burden is easy and, and light. So um, I think that's what I need to hear in my life is just to remember that, that his his expectations for me are not the same as our culture's expectations yeah. for me. Jesus isn't concerned with my resume. He could give two rips about my resume. What Jesus wants more is my heart and a relation, my relationship with him. So... No, it's uh, well said, John. And once again, today's topic is why God, why am I so busy? So as we do with every episode, uh, as we try to gather uh, the final thoughts of our, our two experts, Peter and John, as well as our special guest, it is Cody on today's episode, is how do we wrap this around and bring it back to Jesus, as John was mentioning? So in conclusion, what does Jesus speak into our busyness and how does he help us answer this question of why, God, why am I so busy? You know, I um, I was in college and I had a professor. His name was Dr. Bruce Marino. And um, I'll never forget, Dr. Marino was the type of guy that he would be talking about this like deeply theological thought and he would just stop. And he would just, he always had this great comment. And one of the classes he was doing that, you know, we were talking about God's will for our life. And he's talking about, you know, you know, free will and God's sovereignty. And he's bringing all this stuff up. And he stops us at the end of class and he says, write down three things that you know that you need to get done today. And so all of us were sitting there and he said, that is God's will for your life today. Do it. And, um, you know, I, I think about that story because I, I think what John was just kind of set, setting up with Harry's question was, you know, what is in the realm of my responsibility that God has given me versus what's God's responsibility? And I think that for us to wrestle with that, and, you know, even for those of you that are skeptics and you're wondering, you know, is this Jesus thing really real or crazy? You know, what would your life look like if you actually took care of the things that you knew you were supposed to take care of? How much would change if if you could realign your focus to those things? And, you know, I, I just kind of close with the thought of, you know, this guy named Paul wrote this book in the Bible called Philippians and he wrote it from prison and he talks about, don't be anxious about anything, but in prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. But later on, he talks about what to think about. And he says, think about whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's upright. And I, and I believe that that's tied together with busyness in this is that when your mind is on the things that you prioritize, when your mind is focusing on things that have real deep meaning, that's when you can begin to, to transform your busyness into invitation, prioritize, um, but also really ask, is what I'm doing really meeting the needs 
of my life? Is what I'm doing really meaningful or why am I really doing this? And I think ultimately busyness is about our motivation and how we're handling that. John, what thoughts do you have? Well, I think you've summarized that really well. And I, I guess my thoughts on this aren't too far from what I expressed a little bit earlier, but um, I realize that this can be an intellectual pursuit by people. And, and, and maybe you're out there and you're grappling with this intellectually. And But in a very real sense, this is, it does have an intellectual component to it, but it's also very much an emotional and an experiential thing that we have to experience. And, and that's what faith is all about. It's about trusting uh, even though we can't see. And um, I, I just think in my own life, like I knew a lot about Jesus, uh, you know, from a very young age, but it wasn't until after college that I really said in my life, I'm actually going to check this out more on a deeper level for myself. And I'm going to go from just an intellectual knowledge of Jesus to an experience of Jesus. And when I started to read about Jesus in the Bible and see his life, I couldn't help but actually start to to fall in love with this image that he portrayed because you can look at Jesus life and see this is not someone who was busy in the way that we're busy. Um, he took many times where he would just go away from everybody else and just stop and pray. And I, I began to realize that Jesus' expectations for me were not the same as are the culture's expectations for me. And, um, and so I needed to come to the point in my life where I said, Jesus, okay, I give up. My life is yours. And when I did that, it was a shift in the way that I viewed life. Like it didn't get, life didn't get perfect. Life didn't get like all of a sudden, you know, rainbows and butterflies, but it was different. And I experienced a level of joy and peace that I haven't before. Now, I'm always tempted to go back to that other level, but in my moments of weakness, I, I, I remember uh, Jesus just saying this, like, I am the vine, you're the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. And that's what it boils down to for me, is that without Jesus, I, I really can't do anything of value. So um, I think that's where I'll leave that. John, I love the way you put that, well, the way put Jesus put that, really. I mean, he's you got to give him credit. He said it first, yeah, but true. you're old, but you're not yeah, that old, true. right? Yeah. Um, but it, nothing. You can do lots of things without Christ, but nothing of value. And that's what you just said. And that's what I think uh, I'm reminded of. Some words I heard from a pastor a long time ago. He probably stole it from someone else. That's how they do it. But um, he said, "Only what's done for Christ will last." And that's kind of you know that's a philosophical claim. That's an argument. And if you're a skeptic, that that means you have to look at a whole bunch of other questions and you should send them into the show and have these guys discuss them. But if you buy that, that only what's done for Christ will last. In other words, the only things that matter in existence, you know, from uh, years ago to however far in the future, the only thing that actually matters is what is done for Christ. And so all of my my vain ambitions and accomplishments and achievements and resume, if, if Christ isn't at the center of that, then it's a big fat waste of time. And um, that's a little bit sad, but it's also 
encouraging and it's a good compass, I think, for us moving forward, I hope. I want to thank our guest, Cody Schweiker, for joining us on today's episode. As always, our two experts, Peter Engler and John Amayo. Again, this is the Why God Why podcast. Am I so busy? Um, and it was brought to you by Browncroft Community Church. If you have more questions or like to comment on uh, some of the topics you'd like to hear us talk about, you can always go to www.browncroft.org or you can search Browncroft on all social media platforms and reach us that way as well. So until next time, thank you for listening.